Warning, the following podcast may contain potential plot spoilers, but then again, it may not at all. Hello and welcome to Potential Spoilers. I'm Kieran and I'm joined by Maddie D. Kieran, it's really important. The answer to the ultimate question of life, the universe and everything, is 42. Mm. And I don't know if you'd call that a spoiler. Yeah, uh, spoilers sort there. of is. There is a movie uh, and a TV show uh, adaptation. It fits in with our theme enough for me to qualify it because this is Potential Spoilers where we almost spoil things. Almost. almost. Sometimes we do. Sometimes. Sometimes we don't. That's the nature of the show. Chance. It's a coin flip. Now you don't sound particularly well this week, Maddie No, D. I'm a sick, sick boy today. Uh, I got a little bit of the flu, so people listening at home, you might hear my voice a little bit different, that is why. But because I'm a real trooper, I've still come to, to now, if I dissect Gemini Man. Potentially spoil an upcoming episode, I can guarantee you this time next week, I'll have the flu, so I'll be the one sounding under the weather. <laughs> it probably will, you'll probably get it off me. No kidding. Yeah. From the massive makeout session that follows yeah, the show. We're, we're very intimate with the show. Share one microphone, yep. cheek for cheek. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, that's how we always record. That's and I sit on your is. lap. So obviously, yeah. like when you're in that proximity, that's how everyone does podcasts, right? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I that's what know. you said. That's how Joe Rogan does it. I know that. <laughs> For any first time listeners to the podcast, welcome, welcome. Welcome. If you're not familiar with the show or if you haven't heard any of our other episodes, I do encourage you to go back and listen to some of those because we've got some delightful little gems. Some doozies. We've got 12 episodes, which you can confirm on how close or how far off we were from getting the real plot yep. as 12 of the movies that we've covered are now in cinemas. Mm. But what we do is we look at the trailer, the poster, whatever promotional material we can get our hands on. And from that, we try and predict or at least assume as much of the plot as we humanly can. And we both go away and decide what we think the plot's going to be and then compare see yeah. how close we got to how so far we, we got. We give ourselves about a week. Yeah. So we say, we're going to look at this movie, predict as much of the plot as you can. We go away for a week mm. and then we see what we each had. And yeah. sometimes it's radically different. Sometimes it's exactly the same. And, I uh, can guarantee you this week, <laughs> it's going to be, it's like a, another well, Gemini man itself. Matty D and I are clones of the same plot. Well, we'll see. We'll see, I suppose. Yes. Anyway, this week we're talking about the long time coming Gemini man. Long time coming question mark. Yes. Uh, it's a, since 1997, right? Yeah. So this has been in the works for a long time. It's been a spec script. I think it was originally called Gemini mm. in the past. Right. And then through the ages, it has eventually become Gemini Man with rewrites. Yep. So something like seven writers have had a go at rewriting this thing. So who knows what it was originally, but it has evolved into the Will Smith vehicle that we will, I suppose, know and love later this year. Yeah. Also, uh, there's quite a few actors that were attached to this project at given times. Uh, I remember Harrison Ford was one of them. Yeah, I think Harrison Ford was the original considered actor. Mm. So, of course, let's just briefly talk about, in a nutshell, what this movie is about. Yep. So, basically, it's a gimmick movie. What? And they always go really well, gimmick movies. But it's a gimmick that hasn't been done before. <laughs> mm, yeah, sure. <laughs> it might not have been done in 1997, but by 2019, it certainly has been done in varying ways. Yeah, Mike Myers even did it. Did he? Well, Austin powers. Oh yeah, true. Well, that's not exactly the same. Okay. So the concept is that through the powers of special effects and CGI, we're going to have an older version of an actor squaring off against a young de-age version of the same actor. So yeah. as you mentioned before, Harrison Ford was the original consideration. So I imagine it would be Air Force One era Harrison Ford versus Indiana Jones yeah. era Harrison Ford. And the other people they've considered were Clint Eastwood, Mel Gibson, Nick Cage, and Sean Connery as well. James Bond versus... The Rock. All I can think of is League <laughs> of Rock. Extraordinary Gentlemen. Yeah, and League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. <laughs> 
It would have been around that same time too. Yeah. So yeah, it would have been LXG Sean Connery versus Marnie Sean Connery now to throw out an obscure reference that isn't James Bond. It's kind of uh, Deadshot versus Muhammad Ali. Yeah, I guess so. Or Hitch versus... Um, Come on. You're not even going to go there? Hitch versus the genie. <laughs> <laughs> From the Aladdin remake. So, Maddie D, what do we know about this movie so far? Okay, so, so far we have one trailer that I've been able to track down. And I think this trailer itself says a lot about the movie. Yeah, this is a very generous trailer, unlike other trailers we've yes. seen before. This really gives a lot of information about the movie, I feel. I think you feel the same. Yeah, uh, It kind of gives everything on a nice little platter there. So, it's, we're very lucky here. I think this is going to be very much a twist-free movie, yeah. judging from the trailer as well. I think there are twists in the movie, but I think any real twist that they have in the film will be spoiled by this trailer. Yeah, I think they're really the selling point of this movie is that they've got a young Will Smith with an old Will Smith. I've got to say that the de-aged Will Smith does look pretty good. It looks amazing. I mean, I had a hard time telling that it actually was de-aged Will Smith. I mean, yep. he looks pretty good for his age. So that's what I thought. I was like, they can't make him look young. He looks the same, but yeah, you know, exactly. they did a good job. Yeah. So I guess they didn't have to try really hard with Will Smith to make him look young because he's just a guy who doesn't really age that much so he looks fine and you could have almost put Jaden there as the yeah absolutely robs the movie of what it's supposed to be about its premise yeah yeah but yeah other than that what do we know is it's a it's an assassin I think yeah uh an old assassins yeah versing his clone I think that summarizes everything we see in the trailer really so basically good question mark assassin versus evil question mark assassin oh I'm sure it's all shades of gray Kieran by the way this trailer aside from having one of those little annoying pre-trailers that I absolutely hate which I've spoken against in the past this trailer also has one of the worst covers of Forever Young that I've ever heard but this is <laughs> again very much a trend of modern movie trailers you've got to have a moody cover of an older song just a slow down popular yeah. song again this is something that I'm so sick of makes seeing. it sound intense. it might have been clever once mm. I can't think of an example where I really liked it in a trailer but yeah this is just a concept that they've flogged to death the moody cover of a classic song or even just a popular song, really. We really? sort of discussed this Doesn't already. Doesn't make it feel epic and... Uh... No, it just... Well, this particular version just makes it even lamer, paired with the already dodgy-looking effects. I mean, the de-aging effects look great, but every other effect of the trailer... There's a bike that's, chase... That's where that's... they spent their money on, yeah. though. They spent all the money on the de-aging. There's a bit where a bike is flung through the air, and it looks incredibly poor, so... Look, I didn't hate it as much as you. I've got a long way to go in the post-production, I, I can mind, tell I you that. I did the music. Uh, it was fine. <laughs> okay. Okay. But yeah, it doesn't hype me up for seeing this movie, especially because I feel like I've gotten everything from it. Okay, well, I guess we'll really see <laughs> when we compare plots how much the trailer really does give it away. Yeah. And then when we finally do end up sitting down and watching the movie itself, which is something I really dread, if I'm honest, but <laughs> we'll see if it really is as cut and dry as it appears to be in the trailer. We could be wrong. We could be, well, I guess we'll see what we think, I guess. So I just wanted to point out as well that this movie is being directed by Ang Lee, mm-hmm. who brought us Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Yes. But most people will probably know him better for doing The Hulk if you remember that movie. You and I last week after we finished recording the podcast were re-acquaintancing ourselves with Ang Lee's Hulk. Just a bit of research. Yeah, so we could see the style of the filmmaking. I wonder if he did the motion capture for <laughs> the D.H. Will Smith. Because like he did, he did it for the, the Hulk. You did the motion capture for the Incredible Hulk himself, <laughs> which is certainly a sight to see. Mm. 
So let's talk about who's in the movie. I mean, obviously... The one person? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we obviously teased that Will Smith was in the movie. Is this our first time talking Will Smith or have we talked to him before? We sort of mentioned him in Men in Black. Men in Black, yeah. I but think... he wasn't in that movie. So. Yeah, this would be the first time because we're not doing Aladdin. Sorry, people. No. Because that's obviously... First of all, it's already out and it's pretty much a shot-for-shot shot remake. Yeah. Not exactly shot-for-shot, shot, but plot-for-plot plot remake. So yeah, I think this is the first time for old Smithy boy. And what do we know Will Smith from? Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, yes. Men in Black. He was very much the it guy. Wild Wild West. Wild West. Oh, I was going to say Wild Wild West. Of the late 90s, early 2000s, but then he sort of disappeared. He did a few serious roles. Mm. Seven Pounds. I was going to say Hitch, but that's hardly a serious role. Pursuit of Happiness. And I guess he kind of got fed up with being Will Smith in movies, so he just became grumpier and grumpier in each <laughs> role. So who knows which Will Smith we're going to get in this movie. He's kind of making a resurgence to, you know, lovable Will. Yeah. yeah. Well, unless you've seen the new Aladdin where he really looks like he isn't really trying that hard. What was that? movie that he did with his son. Oh, one. After Earth. Oh mm. my God. Cypher Rage. What, is that your example of him returning to the lovable Will Smith? No, Because no. that's the exact opposite no, if you ask me. that was more him being really serious. That was when he kind of turned it, I guess. Yeah. So we could be seeing an exact duplication of that performance in this movie. Mm. So who knows? Aren't we lucky? Mm. I should probably point out as well that Will Smith is playing a character called Henry Brogan. Mm. So that's going to be a fun name to say all throughout our plot. Yeah, so it's <laughs> certainly <laughs> mentioned in my notes. A lot. Yeah. <laughs> now playing Brogan's former boss, Clay mm. Varis, mm. faking McFake name. Yep. Is Clive Owen, who I keep King going, Arthur. I keep going to call him Clive Warren because there's a famous Carl Pilkington blunder where he calls him Clive Warren. Is he King Arthur? <laughs> yeah, wasn't he in, um, in the King Arthur movie they made? Oh yeah, he was in King Arthur in 2004. Yeah. I know he was also in Children of Men, but I think I That's remember right, him was. best from Sin City, weirdly enough. Who was he in Sin City? Jeez, you're asking me to stretch. He was the guy who wore the red converse, I think. Oh, him. Right. The guy that worked with the strippers. Yeah, that's him. Or the brothel, I can't remember. Yeah, I can't remember the character's name yeah. in that, sorry. If I'd done my research, I'd be able to pull it out off the top of my head. But weirdly enough, I remember that Josh Brolin played the same character in the sequel, and I thought they were going to bring Clive Owen back for a cameo, but no, they just put Josh Brolin in an awkward wig. <laughs> so he, Gosh, yeah. that movie was garbage. Sin City 2, that is. Oh, Clive was a really big... Big action movie star. I wouldn't right. say really big. Around the 2000s, he I think he's recognisable enough, but he never really got to, I suppose, Will Smith level fame. No. So it'd be interesting to see him in this movie. Yeah. Playing, I guess we the can ba- presume, bad the bad guy, but we'll get into it in our plots, I suppose. Now, the next person I wanted to talk about playing Danny. Yes. I'm sure you'll have your own interpretation of who you think she is and what her relationship to Will Smith yeah, is. Yeah, damn right I do. Is Mary Elizabeth Winstead, yeah. who I'm a big fan of. She was great in season three of Fargo, I must say, but mm. she was also in Death Proof, but we won't hold that against her. <laughs> <laughs> and you may know her as Ramona Flowers from Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. That's right. But yeah, there's no real indication of who she is in this movie. I'm presuming that she's working for the good guys, question mark, working with the older Will Smith, or at least maybe a romantic interest. But maybe. Who knows? That's not really clear. And we don't really have any details. So <laughs> I look forward to seeing what you thought, Matty D. And the last person I wanted to talk about playing Baron is Benedict Wong. Yeah. Who is probably best known for playing that guy who's friends with Doctor Strange in Doctor Strange <laughs> and Avengers Endgame slash Infinity right. War. Yeah. What was that character's name? You're the Marvel I, fan. I'd never watched Doctor Strange. Well, you've seen Endgame and Infinity War where he had yeah, like he, three seconds of screen yeah, time. Yeah, come on. He didn't do that much in that. I can't remember his name. I think his name might actually be Wong. Oh, yeah. Cool. Yeah, I think you're right. Not to be confused with his real surname, Wong. <laughs> oh, dear. Very creative on the, yeah, <laughs> the scriptwriter's well, you know. behalf there, though. He probably is a comic book character. 
Yeah. Now, I can't say that I really know Benedict Wong from anything else. No, really, me neither. Those are pretty big roles. Yeah. Playing what? <laughs> We've only named one. I kind of got a soft spot for everyone in this movie who's not Will Smith, because I mean, you know. Mm. They've got a lot to live up to. Kind of rooting for them, you know what I mean? Since yeah. it's the Will Smith show I over there. They need to be able to stand out against Will Smith and Will Smith. <laughs> exactly. Now, before we start talking about our plots or what we think is going to happen in the plot, yep. does this movie have a very 90s feel to it to you? Yes. I know it was written in the 90s, but it really does feel like a movie that would come out in the 90s. Well, I think it's a, a big throwback. I think that's what they're going for. Yeah. I mean, it was a movie that was well, started in the Or in the, the middle of 90s throwback fever anyway. We've yeah. got, well, just look at some of the movies that are in the cinemas at the moment. We've got mm. Godzilla. Yeah. We've got a sequel to the Toy Story franchise. Very famous 90s movie there. Men in Black is still going, unfortunately. <laughs> listen to our episode We haven't on that seen that yet, not. so we don't mm. know. Yeah, listen to that episode if you haven't already to hear our thoughts on where we think the plot of Men in Black goes. And you can actually find out how close we got if you have seen the movie already or are going to see the movie. However, I probably wouldn't recommend it to anybody. <laughs> The actors are yikes! So. Yikes! Yeah, that's true. So yeah, very much a, a '90s throwback vibe here, for better or for worse. Now as well, very much a Looper vibe, if you ask me. In fact, I initially thought when I first saw the trailer for this movie, I'm like, isn't it just going to be the plot for Looper again? Yeah, so it's a young that version way. of an assassin is tasked with killing the older version of himself. It certainly seems that way. At least they didn't have an actor with dodgy face makeup like they did with Looper. Yeah, well, what a huge mistake that was. Well, you know, time will show, I guess. Yes, it certainly will. So let's get straight into our plots. I think I'm going first this week. You are. Enjoy. Have fun. I've got to say, this is probably one of the easiest plot predictions I've ever came up with. I think I watched the trailer once and went, yep, I've got it sorted. I wrote down all my notes, was done within 20 minutes. Yep. Didn't have to even really scratch my head about it. Now, guaranteed... If you and I are completely, you know, 100% incorrect with our plot predictions, we should just give this game up. (laughs) Because if we can't predict this movie, then we have no idea what we're doing. Yeah. If we can't predict a movie that script is nearly 20 years old, it's older than 20 years old, we should just give up. So interestingly enough, my prediction comes with a little explanation at the start, because I know the audience and Matty D is going to get confused by some of my descriptions, since we're going to be talking about two people who look identical and have very identical lines of work. Essentially, you could say, they're the same person because they are. So I just wanted to point out that Will Smith's character, Henry Brogan, is an aging government assassin working for a secret branch of the US intelligence agency, be it the FBI, CIA, whatever you like. Could be the imaginary assassin agency, Mm -hmm. the IAA, if you like. He's basically legit. So we know that he's working with the best intentions. Well, we know that he's working with the US's best intentions. He's professional. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. But... He had previously worked for a shadowy international organization of assassins in the 90s. Mm. There's your 90s throwback there. There you go. Run by Clay Varys, Clive Owen's character. Okay. So that all makes sense, right? Yep. So he's essentially defected. But why did he defect? We'll find out right now. So I think the film will open up with a flashback. Which is quite unlike me. I I like a cold open myself, but it's a cold open in the flashback. (laughs) You can't say that. Where we see a young Brogan, de-aged with CGI, tasked with killing a foreign diplomat. However, the hit involves possibly injuring slash killing the diplomat's young children, Scarface style. And since Brogan isn't about that sort of collateral, he can't go through with it. Matty D's face is saying everything (laughs) that I need to know about his plot prediction here. (laughs) Are you reading my notes? (laughs) So, essentially, Brogan's emotions get the better of him. He says, no, I can't do it. I can't go through with it. I give up. And Varys, of course, is like, you can't leave. We own you. (laughs) 
course, Brogan doesn't know how true that is. So Brogan leaves the organization under threat of death. But he's just like, no, you're not going to be able to catch me. There's no one out there who's as good as me who could catch me. Dun, dun, dun. Then he skips off. Yeah, that's right. And so we return (gasps) to... Ta-ta. We return to present day, or possibly the not-too-distant future, mm. maybe 2025, something like that, right. 2020X. So there's like flying cars and stuff. No, not that far <laughs> in the future. So it's just a Black Mirror style yeah, tomorrow future. Gotcha. So Brogan still works as an assassin, except he only kills bad guys, you know, terrorists, marks there. Yeah, terrorists and the like, in order to protect US interests. Mm. So Danny, Mary Elizabeth Winstead's character, and Baron are his likable contacts within the organization. So I like to imagine that, like in the Hitman games, Danny is sort of like the female handler. Right. What's her name? Um, the one Burnwood, yeah. Victoria Burnwood, I think yeah, it is. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, sorry. It's Diana Burnwood, isn't it? I think Victoria's her daughter. But anyway, so I see her very similar to that sort of role, but not as stuffy and bureaucratic. She's more sort of likable. There might be somewhat of a flirtation there, but... Maybe they had a relationship in the past, Ooh. and it's sort of hinted at, but it isn't an ongoing thing. There's an age difference there, isn't there? Yeah, not really. Okay. They're roughly the same age, maybe 10 years apart, but yeah, roughly the same age. Yeah, okay. And Baron, of course, I think he's going to be basically the assistant to Brogan, basically the plucky sidekick who's there with all the information. He's the one who's got the blueprints and yep. gives him all the information over the headset as he's running around doing his killing the bad guy routine. Now, while working on a job, I don't know where specifically, I didn't think specifically where this is taking place. I'm going to imagine it's going to be at night time, maybe in Tokyo or some Asian country. Brogan is attacked by a mysterious masked assassin, all dressed in black. Jeez, I wonder who this could be. And he knows exactly where Brogan's sniper nest is located. So Brogan's got himself set up. He's got a sniper rifle. He's about to take out, you know, big evil, evil, big evil guy, Asian Osama bin Laden, yeah, right. whoever you like, a big arms dealer, whoever you need it to be to be a bad guy. He's got him in his sights, but then, ting, you know, a bullet bounces off next to his head. And he's like, that's impossible. No one knows where I put my sniper <laughs> nest. No one can think as fast as I can about yep. where to locate the best Angle for the best sniper shot. And then he realized he checked in on Facebook. Yeah. (laughs) I knew I shouldn't have turned location settings on. So Brogan attempts to flee his attacker, but the new assassin seems to know every escape route he tries to take. So he tries to duck down an alleyway. The assassin knows he's going to be there and follows him. Tries to give him the slip through a crowded marketplace, but it doesn't work. So on and so forth. You know all the cliches. Brogan does eventually manage to escape by the skin of his teeth. And importantly enough, the two assassins don't get a good look at each other. So obviously he's running away from the masked assassin. Masked assassin's wearing a mask so we don't see his face. And the masked assassin, because he's basically looking at the back of Will Smith's head, Brogan's head the whole time. It's a fast-paced action scene. Yeah, he doesn't really get to lock eyes with him and work out that it is him. (laughs) I'm desperate to say it. So Brogan meets back up with his contacts, Danny and Baron, who use surveillance footage to piece together the identity of the assassin. And we are all shocked. Unless we saw the trailer or <laughs> Yeah, I was or like, did we see this in the trailer? Of the promotional material, the poster, whatever you like. And they are shocked to discover that it is a young copy of Brogan himself. You could almost say it was Brogan. Initially, Brogan doesn't believe this, but still wants to confirm if it's true for himself. So back at the Shadow Assassin Corporation, the international <laughs> organization that Brogan used great, to work for. What a great name. The Brogan clone known as Junior returns to Varys to admit that he failed in killing Brogan, but Junior is confused by this failure since he's never failed in the past. 
And Varys, at this point, reveals that Junior is, in fact, a clone of Brogan. He puts the audience on ease. They're like, what's going on? I'm confused. Oh, he's a clone. That makes sense. Perfect. I can enjoy the rest of the movie now. Varys needs Brogan killed in order to close the loop, looper style, <laughs> and prevent Brogan from potentially spilling the secrets of their organization to the US. Right. So Junior is shocked by the revelation at first, doesn't really want to kill himself, he finds it too weird, but Varys convinces him that Junior is far superior to Brogan in every way, but Brogan is the only person that has the potential to kill Junior. He's like, there's only one assassin that can take you down, Junior, and that's you. So that's why you need to kill You're him. You're your own worst enemy. Exactly. So Brogan and his assassin organization, the good guys, the good guy assassins, <laughs> good guy they kill people, but for good. Yeah, right. They kill bad people. Yeah, that's true. They plan to confront the clone. So they set up a fake hit in Guatemala in order to draw out Junior. You can imagine they've got like a fake person who's going to be the hit. Brogan makes himself a little more obvious than usual. Yeah. It's all to set up the same situation they faced before, but with them having the advantage. So right on cube, Junior attacks Brogan and the two have an action-packed motorcycle chase with very dodgy CGI. <laughs> and it's almost an exact copy of the opening of Skyfall, but we'll pretend that we've forgotten all about that. Just like we forgot about the trailer. Yes, it's an action-packed motorcycle chase through the streets of the Central American city. I couldn't tell you which Guatemalan city it is, but... And Brogan leads Junior through this chase to a large church, where he flees into the catacombs beneath the church. However, Brogan knows the layout, since he recently memorised it, and uses this advantage to get the better of Junior. Smart. So Brogan couldn't really go anywhere that he knows from the past, I suppose. Except, how on earth... Let me just pause for All a right, second yeah, okay, yep. How on earth would his clone... <laughs> know anything that he knows. I think the the whole concept right. is that they've received the same training and yeah, they've been brought yeah. up the same way. Yeah. But it's not like he shares the same brain as Brogan. I think he has the same skill set. Yeah. But they basically sell it as though, well, basically I'm selling it. That <laughs> yeah, it's your he point. He knows everything that he knows because they're the same person. Yeah. But they're kind of selling it in the trailers that way as well. I don't know if they'll do it in the action Maybe it's movie like a twin way. thing. Maybe like they have intuition. Perhaps. Maybe. Maybe it's like, what's the name of that blue girl from the Avengers movies? Guardians of the Galaxy girl. Gamora's the... sister. Oh, right. Nebula. Nebula. Yeah, maybe it's like Nebula and their brains pick up on the same Wi-Fi. <laughs> maybe. And they can just see each other that way and they have no control over. Well, I guess in your plot, right, the old guy catches the young, catches Junior, right? He would. Yeah, have that's had, right. So he's he in the catacombs. He could have led him to the catacombs and he knows all the ins and outs. That makes sense. Yeah, that's true. That's what I'm saying. So yep. Brogan knows the layout because he's only learnt it recently. Yep. It's not something that he ever went to in the past. So presumably if Junior knows everything that Brogan knew, essentially, he wouldn't know the layout of this because this has only just come to his attention. This is only brand new knowledge. So yep. pointless explanation aside, yeah. Brogan gets the better of Junior. He corners him at gunpoint and confronts him and he's finally able to confirm as we saw in the trailer <gasps> that Junior is a perfect clone of Brogan. Wow. Now the two have a heated debate over who deserves to live and who deserves to die but Brogan eventually releases Junior ordering him to return to Varys and convince him to leave him alone. You tell Varys to leave me alone or else. Yep. So Junior's basically been demoted to message boy at this point. <laughs> yeah. So Back at the Shadow Assassin International Corporation, or whatever I've decided to call it, Varys chews out Junior for his second failure in a row and gives him one last chance to kill Brogan. And I think at this point as well, the film is going to sort of follow Junior for a bit rather than Brogan, just so we can see how he works in comparison to Brogan. We see that he's more cold, more calculating, more of a villain, I suppose. And we see Junior locate Brogan's house within the US mm -hmm. and blows it up. But of course, since Brogan anticipated that he would do this, he thankfully wasn't inside. 
The two fight each other yet again. I like to imagine it's like a Rambo-style farmhouse for some reason. <laughs> I have no idea why, yeah. but Brogan will come charging out of the cornfield and tackle Junior, and they'll have a big kung fu fight with each other. This time, Brogan is able to convince Junior that if Varys can dispose of Brogan without a second thought, then what's to stop Varys from killing Junior in the future once the job is done? Yeah, he'll make another clone. Yeah, exactly. He could make as many clones as he wants, potentially. He's just surrounded by Will Smiths. Yeah. Who wouldn't want that? <laughs> it turns out that Brogan is right, since Varys has sent a group of heavily armed soldiers to take them both out. So I guess just assassin lackeys, all armoured up with heavy weaponry, trucks with Gatling guns and the like. <laughs> big like mech suit wearing yeah (laughs) yeah exactly that's a 90s and up yes both brogan and junior have to work together to escape the deadly situation with their lives so i think the fight will lead them to the nearby local small town where they'll hide inside the buildings after they've been closed for the day and the whole town will basically be decimated by these assassin lackeys now brogan and junior handily take out all the soldiers before returning to the shadow assassin hq they both know where it is they both have worked there To confront Varys once and for all. But Varys has anticipated this. He doesn't share the same brain, but he just knows how they work because he's worked with them basically his whole life. He's made them. One of them, at least. Mm, Technically, he made both of them. Yeah, true. One way or another. So, Varys has anticipated this attack and manages to kill Brogan during the ensuing firefight. Which one? The old Uh, one? Yeah, Brogan, not Junior. Okay. And Varys then attempts to convince Junior to rejoin their organisation, but Junior isn't convinced and kills Varys. Long story short. Long story short. Then, at the end of the movie, gosh, this was a short one, Junior then takes the place of Brogan working for the good guys. Mm. So, essentially, he takes over Brogan's old life, but he's a young, fresh man, so he, I don't know, he's got more time than Brogan had I suppose and the movie ends with him staring moodily out the window wondering if a clone of a clone of Brogan will come for him one day the end yes exactly wow where there's going to be four Brogans there's going to be four (laughs) Will Smiths everyone's a Brogan so the good guys have a clone the bad guys have a clone and even the clone has a clone just as a backup nice so that was my prediction Matty D I don't know if we're similar at all but that's just all that I could muster from (laughs) whatever source material we could lay our hands on for this (laughs) interesting all right, well, I may as well go straight into it, right? Absolutely, so, please do. I believe that the Assassin's Plot is actually a trick. Really? Um, yeah, okay. it's actually going to be a movie about Will Smith and about Will Smith's career as an aging actor, and then they'll make a clone of a young Will Smith who will try to take over his acting career. <laughs> okay. So no, I'm just joking. Of course gonna, that's not going to be the take case. all his jobs. <laughs> he's, yeah, it's going to be young you Will Smith. You know that Hollywood would do that in yeah. a heartbeat if they had the opportunity to. <laughs> it's like young Will Smith going, what happened to you, man? They'd what? be making Humphrey Bogart movies and talking. <laughs> Wild West, huh? <laughs> like a cocky young Will Smith. No, I just thought that was funny. No, um, not at all. Let me go into what I really think the plot is going to be. So it's going to start and you're going to see a lot of similarities okay. here. I really do hope. So we're going to start with a <gasps> flashback. Yes. It's going to be a traditional action scene opening flashback. Uh, we're going to have a young Clay Varys and a young Brogan. So they're going to de-age Clive Owen as well. Yeah, they're going to de-age both of them. And they are working together. The one thing I would say that's different about about your my your and my plots initially is that they're friends and they work together mm-hmm. and they're on the same level. No one's a subordinate, no one's a boss. They're kind of they're partners. buddies. They're buddies and there's a little bit of banter. We see Smith looking lovingly at a photo of his family. Mm. He says 
to Clay that this will be his last job. And after this, he is done. I'm retired. Clay says something along it's the lines of... It's my birthday today. Clay says something along the lines... <laughs> yeah, it's my birthday today. Clay says something along the lines of, no one ever gets out. Come on, don't be silly. It's important to note that a part of Brogan's backstory, like every Will Smith backstory, is he was a family man that lost his family. And how okay. 90s is that? So that's what's going to be played into him. And he's going to be a grizzled... They were shot at a fairground or something like that. Grizzled, old guy that lost the one thing he loved. So at the moment, they're in a third world country. <laughs> An Asian country, maybe? Oh, well, for me, I thought it was like more Middle Eastern style. I guess we'll see when it comes down to it. They're expertly killing all these bad people and they finally located their target. I'm thinking some revolutionary terrorist leader. Mm -hmm. Very, very similar so far. So Um, the Middle East and Osama Bin Laden. Oh, wait, that (laughs) that comparison doesn't work. Well, I saw it more like it's a third world, so it's people sort of like not doing great. And here comes these two assassins just like mowing people down. And you know what I mean? So so eventually they corner into some shacks somewhere or some house and they find their target and it's just some poor guy with his family with his kids and with his wife and so he's Brogan, not a diplomat with his family yeah well i sort of i sort of saw it as more you know like a terrorist leader or like a yeah. typical hiding behind his kids what a cow no no not hiding behind his kids we see him like as a poor individual that just yeah. doesn't want to die like he just happens to be on the wrong side of this assassin's league he's maybe just, he's a scapegoat could be and brogan is going to look at this guy he's just a regular dude with his family and he's going to have a change of heart and he decides he sees the humanity in it and can't bring himself to execute the target. Clay steps in, shoots him straight in the head and of course the family all scream and it's very, very dramatic. An emotional Brogan says that he's through with this. He's through with this line of work. Clay says that no one ever leaves. Brogan tells Clay that if he wants to stop him, he'll have to kill him. Clay points the gun at Brogan, but is unable to pull the trigger on his friend. So Brogan walks away. And then we flash to present day. Mm. So On the not too distant future. On the not too distant future. So Whatever you like. For me, it was present day, but okay. I, can go with the, you know, I didn't really label this with a year, but so it's present day-ish. We see Brogan doing day-to-day stuff. By himself with stylized music. Mm. <laughs> it's very important. Mm. Uh, whilst doing these kind of things, he, he goes out and I believe I tried really hard to pick where the flag was in the trailer to see where it was from, but I couldn't really see it. I think it's like some Mediterranean European area, maybe Venice. Like Guatemala. Maybe Guatemala, maybe... You know, he's out. So he lives there, does he? Yes. Okay, fair enough. So he's essentially been on the run this entire time. He's not an assassin in my plot. He's sort of hiding. He's incognito. Yeah, makes sense. Uh, He's sort of interacting with the general public, doing things out and about. We get some gorgeous shots of the surrounding areas, and all of a sudden, oh no, a sniper nearly hits him. Ting! Yeah, exactly. And so. Hits his bottle of milk while he's walking (laughs) home. (laughs) So Brogan, who is out of practice, but he'll always remember his, you know, training. He's training. It's like riding a Bike. Goes straight back into action mode and as he runs off, he gets pursued by an attacker who is wearing a mask or goggles and a hat, depending yep. on what you do, but we never see the attacker's face. His face is obscured. Of course, of course. So this happens, this becomes into a massive chase scene with a bike chase through the city. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it turns into a big gunfight where they're sort of taking cover in old buildings, shooting each other. They never get close to each other and they never see each other's face. Brogan injures. That's convenient. Yes. Brogan injures his attacker and manages to to get away like wings him or something yeah yeah like shoots him in the yeah, shoulder maybe yeah. but he manages to get away by the skin of his teeth mm. to quote your plot so Brogan is a little worried about this no one's ever found him in all the years he's been in hiding so he decides to get some old it's contacts almost like the assassin knew yeah. where he would go so he, he goes to find an old contact to figure 
out who his attacker was. Now, in my plot, these characters, which is Danny and what was the other guy's name? Baron. Baron. Danny and Baron aren't close with him, but they're two individuals that were in the same world as him, were like assassins and whatnot, but they went rogue as well. Okay. They've sort of they sort of know each other through reputation and have friendly terms, so they kind of agree with each other, I guess. Uh, so he locates two old colleagues, that, as I said, that have gone rogue. Uh, Danny is the main one; she's a cyber hacker. And when he finds these two, Brogan asks them to find out who this person was, who this attacker was, and how they found him, since he's been missing for twenty five years. And now we're going to go. We're going to flash to another scene where we see a young Smith, a young Brogan. Sorry, in my notes, he's young Will Smith and old Will Smith um, being patched up by. Clay and he's completely confused how he missed his target. He asks his so, father So this is Junior. Yeah, this is Junior. Okay. The young Brogan, Junior. Well, do you want me to call him Junior yeah. for ease? Yep, so Clay is patching up Junior. He junior. asks he asks his father figure Clay, because that's the sort of relationship that yeah. they have. Which is Varus, by the way. Which is Varus. Who this target was. Varus explains that he was the best assassin they ever had, but he betrayed the organization. Varus tells the young junior not to worry. Uh, that he'll learn for his experience and that he is special. He's much kinder than my Varys. He plays a very, very kindly role to him because... Father figure, yeah. Father figure, because Varys kind of sees him as the friend that he lost. Right. Whereas Mm. Junior kind of beats himself up about his failings. Varys is there to comfort him. And it also makes it a little bit more sinister since he's our big bad guy. So back with the actual Brogan, or the old Brogan, or the original, the OG, Danny reveals that the tacker is you in quotation marks. How did they find this out? Well, she just used her hacker knowledge yeah. and tr- and she found Based out together surveillance footage. She found out that the government has been putting money into cloning under and it's been under wraps and they've been using cloning facilities to try to generate soldiers who they deem are special. And most of them never come to fruition, but she's managed to figure out that one of the projects actually came true and she believes that it was Brogan. Brogan's clone. Yes. <laughs> the Brogan project. And not only that, because Danny is so good, uh, she's actually found where he is now or where he will be. So Brogan decides to go after him for a change for answers. Also, Danny has a little bit of a flirtation. I think it's revealed that she kind of held a torch for him, but Brogan doesn't reciprocate. Right. So there might be so some like Similar to my plot where it sort of suggested that a romance might be there. We don't actually see It's a any... one-sided thing. Yeah. She kind of likes him, but he's got no yeah. interest because he's the family man. He doesn't yeah. have any space in his cold heart. So then Brogan has a fight scene with Junior. They fight in, I believe they're in a European country because that makes sense with catacombs. They go fighting into a catacomb field and this is when they have the- a catacomb re- field? Sorry, they go into catacomb area. A maze of catacombs. A maze, yeah. You know what I mean. I do know what you yeah. mean. Just as we saw in the trailer, Brogan beats Junior and they reveal each other for the first time and they exchange words. Looks- Oh. Yeah, well, it looks, I guess. But this is the part where we go, the astounding reveal of what a de-aged Will Smith looks like. And we're all very impressed, even though we saw we've already him in the trailer. Him, yep. Exactly, exactly. Um, so wait, he was wearing his mask earlier in the movie? No, no, no. We saw we saw him properly. But I, it's going to be really played for the emotion when the two are together in the same scene. Right. That's going to be the main, oh my God, look, they're actually together. You know what I mean? They both just start rapping at the same yeah, time. Yeah, exactly. And, and Getting jiggy with it. No, 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 no. Will Smith tells me, now this is a story all about how- what year is it? It's the new millennium. This turns out to be a trap Ooh. orchestrated by the much younger Junior, and he is caught by the bad so guys. It's a double, double by cross. Clay Varys. Young Junior is then fi- um, is then finally confronts Clay Varys about you know virtually why is there two of him? Why is there an old version of him? Why am I a clone? And Clay Varys finally tells him the truth. Junior is emotional. Varys says that they need more information on Brogan because he has secrets. He knows yeah. sort of he does. Yeah. He wants to know who else knows more indicating Danny and Baron and who else might be also 
involved in this. And it's at this point where Junior says, well, I know him better than anybody. He's got a relationship with me, so I can make him talk. Yeah. Well, they had a dialogue. In my plot, they're not going to know each other's movements. They're going to be very different people. It's not going to be like a silly plot point. (laughs) But Junior believes that he can get through to this to Brogan. And he also says, you owe me this much because I'm from him. Like, I deserve answers. And Vera says, okay, well, that makes sense. You haven't led me led me wrong this far. Um, so then they have a big interrogation scene. Smith versus Smith. Old versus young. But it's a ruse because at this point, Junior has had a change of heart. He's sort of seen the reality of the situation and he actually helps Brogan escape. And they fight their way out of the organization. And then they meet up with their old colleagues and they try to escape the evil assassin yeah. international well they, well, they escape the headquarters, but they're trying to now to go into hiding so that yeah. they, they're trying to go into, cogni- back into inco- hiding, back into hiding incognito so that they won't be bothered again. During this time, Junior will develop a romance with oh. Danny. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. And it's revealed that Brogan had a plan of where he wanted to leave and retire. I see it some tropical island somewhere. So they all decide that they're going to, that's what they're going to do, but it's not going to come. the same tropical island that you thought that John Wick was going to retire to? Yeah. Max Payne-esque. Yeah. There's there's a big shootout where they were met up by the bad guys and Baron dies, but so there's still three of them left. Poor Baron. There becomes a... Yeah, poor Baron, right? He was such a big part yeah. of the plot. There's a final big showdown. Varys shoots and kills Brogan. Look at it, just yeah. like yours. Yeah. Junior then kills his creator Frankenstein style. Brogan has some what, somber words. He strangles words. him backwards. He strangles him <laughs> by the neck. No, he just like shoots him or something. But it's That's all very, very hard to explain. It's all very poetic, and it'll be in the rain. Brogan then has some somber words about finally being able to have some peace. He clutches the photo of his family to his chest, and Danny and Junior I'm coming, children. decide to leave on a boat. Now that the, any organization thinks they're both dead and also that no one will be chasing after them. They may be able to have the life that Brogan always wished he had and they're going to go off into the sunset. Mm. Also, I just want to add... As a little bonus nod, I'm going to call that Brogan. There will be a scene where Brogan will fail to pick up a lady to gain access to a certain area, but the younger, prettier Junior will be able to do it with ease. Also, Brogan and Junior will say they're brothers or fathers and sons, or or father and son, sorry, or something like that, when people ask who they are, if they're trying to get around somewhere, and there'll be a joke like, you guys look exactly the same. He's my younger brother. Yeah. So that's my plot. Wow, that's crazy. Mm. They were almost exactly the I same, know, right? note for note, I but know. you had more sort of emotional depth and interpersonal relationships in yours. Yeah. Is that really what you want from a Jerry Bruckheimer produced Ang Lee movie? That's the only way I see this going. Like, I'm so confident in my plot prediction. I think I'd be surprised if it was any different than that. Do you think the movie's going to be successful? I think that's the real question that everybody wants to know the answer to. No, but we can be wrong. <laughs> we can be wrong. Wow. I think this movie has a lot, a lot of competition ahead of it. And it's got a long way to go if it even wants to stand a chance in the box office. But I suppose we can extend the invitation out. We can ask if you think we're completely wrong yeah. about our prediction of Gemini Man. You can always send in what you think is going to happen. Or if you agree with us, you can say where you agreed for the most part or disagreed. You can send your thoughts to our email, which is potentialspoilerspod at gmail.com. Otherwise, we've got a Facebook page, which can be found just by searching Potential Spoilers Podcast up on the Facebook search bar there. It's pretty easy to find. Now, what... 
movies does Gemini Man have to compete with in the box office in order to win the day and yeah. uh, be the most celebrated, I suppose, what is it, an August release, October release, yeah, whenever it's so. coming out, months from now. Yep. But it's going to be competing against the movie that we're going to be talking about next week. I'm not looking forward to this at all. Which happens to be the upcoming animated Adam's Family movie. Yes. I can't wait to talk about this one. Yes. So please, folks, if you've got any idea what's going to happen <laughs> in the Adam's way. Family movie, please send it in. I'm sure we could use some ideas, even though we generally don't steal from anybody else. <laughs> well, at least I don't. I can't speak for Matty D. Everything's original over here. So yes, thanks for joining us for Gemini Man. Yeah, we'll see you next week. Definitely not one of our longer episodes, but <laughs> you deserve it. You, how much can you dice? You deserve an early mark, audience. Yes. <laughs> so thank you very much, and we'll catch you next week. All right, see you then. All right, I'm excited to present to you right now the world premiere of the Gemini Man trailer. We're on set. The movie's not even done yet. That's how hot. It's so hot that we're going to like show you the trailer before the movie's finished. Oh, that was a good shot with the sun in the background. The technology on this movie is is crazy. I want y'all to see this. Check it out. World premiere. You saw it here first. Trailer Gemini Man. Of all the people in the world to come after me, why would he send you? In West Philadelphia, born and raised on the playground is where I spend most of my days. Chilling out, maxing, relaxing, all cool and all shooting some b-ball outside of the school.